go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Really? We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am uh, Comrade Spiegel, and <laughs> there's, you know, there's uh, uh, that fucking uh, Mike. Guy. It's Mike over there. Uh, or McKill. Uh Yeah, uh, my cheap attempted at, uh, humor, because uh, uh, the film for this one is Red Sparrow, uh, which is set in the motherland of Russia. Uh, of course, it's not my motherland. Is it your motherland? What? Is it your motherland? It's not my motherland. Stuff. I guess to a Russian, it's their motherland. Yeah, fine. Not ours. All right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Red Sparrow, and uh, we'll go from there. All right? Here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God, part of me really wants to do this in a Russian accent. In modern-day Russia. <clears throat> in modern-day Russia, Dominica... Er- er- <laughs> oh, God, these fucking names. Dominica Igorova is a famed Russian ballerina who supports her ill mother. Following a career-ending ending injury, Dominica is approached by her uncle Ivan, the deputy director of SVR, which is kind of like the CIA of uh, Russia. She is tasked with seducing Dmitry Ustinov, a Russian gangster in exchange for her mother's continued medical care. As Ustinov rapes her, he is killed by Sergei, Sergei Matorin, an SVR operative authorized by Ivan. Ivan offers Dominica a choice to begin working for the SVR or be executed so there are no witnesses to Ustinov's death. Nate Nash is a CIA operative working in Moscow. While he's working with an asset in Gorky Park, they are confronted by the police, and so Nash creates a diversion to ensure his asset, a mole in the Russian ranks, whose codename Marble, escapes unidentified. Nash is reassigned back to the U.S., but insists that he is the only individual whom Marble will work with. Since he cannot return to Russia, he is assigned to Budapest, where he will begin contact with Marble. Dominica is sent to State School 4, a specialist training school for sparrows, where SVR operatives capable of seducing their targets. Dominica excels in her training, and despite some friction with her trainers, and she is assigned to Budapest. Meanwhile, the SVR has been tracking Nash and hopes to find out the identity of Marble. Dominica's assi- uh, assignment is to gain the trust of Nash and reveal his contact. Upon her arrival in Budapest... Dominica lives with Marti, Marta Yelenova, another sparrow. Her boss in Budapest is Maxim Volontov. Dominica quickly makes contact with Nash, who correctly determines that she is a Russian intelligence operative. Dominica reveals her true identity to him, as well as her motive to find out Marble's identity. She inspects Marta's room and realizes that she's working to gather information from Stephanie Boucher. You, would you say Boucher? Boucher. I don't know. All right. The chief of staff to a U.S. US senator. Dominica claims to her uncle that she is helping in Marta's effort to gather information on Boucher. Marble's. uh, Dominica offers to work for Nash as a double agent. So she carries out Marta's assignment to meet Boucher and covertly exchanges the supplied information for CIA supplied floppy disks. On leaving the meeting place, Boucher sees American agents and is spooked. She unintentionally steps into traffic and is killed. Russian agents observing Boucher realize that the mission has been compromised, so Dominica and Volontov are required to immediately return to Moscow. She is tortured and interrogated for days. Then she returns to Budapest and informs Nash that she wishes to defect with her mother to America. After spending the night with Nash, Dominica awakes to find him being tortured by Matorin, who is attempting to discover the identity of Marble. She she initially helps Matorin torture Nash, but turns on the executioner and kills him. She wakes in a hospital where uh, General Vladimir Korchnoi reveals that he is Marble. He explains that he was initially patriotic, but grew to feel that Russia was corrupt. He fears he will be caught soon, and instead of dying in vain, he instructs Dominica to reveal his identity to Ivan, her uncle. 
She could then replace him as a mole and further their work by passing information to the CIA. But when Dominica contacts her superiors to reveal the identity of the mole, she frames her uncle Ivan rather than betray Korchnoi. Ivan is killed by the Russian side during a spy swap, and Dominica is congratulated by, for her work by her Russian superiors. Back home in Russia, Dominica lives with her mother and receives a phone call from an unknown person who plays Grieg's piano concerto that she had listened to during her love affair with Nash. End scene. Okay. All right. So I rented this on Net, um, Netflix. I rented it on Redbox um, last week. And I, this is one of those movies that I wish that we had seen in theaters. It was fucking really good. And I the critics can kiss my ass. I uh, It has a current approval rating of 47%. Um, the critics did not like this fucking movie. They pretty much call it a ripoff of um, Black Widow from The Avengers. Um and, uh, you know, La Femme Nikita and Atomic Blonde and stuff like that. And that there's no one to care about in the film and, and a couple other problems they had with it. But they all love Jennifer Lawrence's, uh, her performance. And also they say the movie is extremely sexist. And they did not get the fucking point of this movie at all. This movie is a slow build. It's not constant in-your-face action. Um, it's kind of like if I could compare it to another espionage-type film in a way... Um, Tink- Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Even though that movie didn't have a lot of violence in it, this movie's full of violence. But that movie also was like different than you expected it to be. Like with Red Sparrow, I thought it was going to be like constant her doing assassinations and shit, and it's not. It's more like the shit she has to go through to become this Red Sparrow, and all of the backstabbing that's involved, all the mistrust. Um, and, 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 and from all sides, you know, it just, it's it's this constant barrage of shit that her character has to deal with to survive. And I got it. I got the fucking gist of it. And I really enjoyed this movie, uh, directed by Francis Lawrence, who, um, who directed, you know, (laughs) I am legend and, and Constantine, but, um, also he directed, uh, the last three, um, Hunger Games films with, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. But I mean, look, I am legend. They just shouldn't have never used I Am Legend for the title. Yeah, it was studio tampering like crazy. Yeah, and then Constantine, again, Yeah, same problem. Yeah, and but you know what? Those are both well-filmed movies. I Am Legend is a compelling film to watch until it gets too fucking CG'd out. But um, Francis Lawrence is a good director. And, you know, um, this this movie, you could tell he put a shit ton of effort into making it uh, and because it, it feels very sophisticated. In my opinion, it almost feels like it's a little too sophisticated for for the average moviegoer. Uh, but there is some, and that's ex- probably why it got bad ratings. Yeah, and so it it's um this movie does some extreme shit, man. When she goes to the school to be taught how to be a Red Sparrow, the um the uh, the headmistress there, played by um, Charlotte Rampling, she um she has no reservations about what needs to be done. Like if, if someone's too far out of line and she knows she can't turn them into a sparrow, she'll fucking kill them on the spot. Things like that. It's pretty goddamn brutal, you know, working for the Russian government, you know. And uh, and so when um, Lawrence is going through this training process, um, there's times where she has to deal with, um, you know, sexual assault and everything. And she has to learn how to adapt to all of it so that she can become a proper spy. And... Um, there's a, you know, there's a scene where, you know, she, she has to learn because she becomes a red sparrow because one of their main jobs is to, um, get into the psyche of men and figure out what their wants are. And then she feeds into those wants so she can take advantage of them to get whatever information she needs. Right. And so, 
when she's going through this shit, she starts to learn about the male psyche. And, you know, so there's a scene where the, one of her, her fellow, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, pledges, or <laughs> well, they're not pledges, but fellow students, um, tries to rape her in a shower. And she fucking, she, um, she gets away from him and she fucks him up a little bit. But then he, you know, instead of him just being like fucking killed and th- or thrown out of the, the school or whatever, instead they make him go up to her and try to, you know, rape her again in front of the whole entire class. And it's fucking, it's, it's, it's like very off putting. And, but it also shows how strong her character is because, um, she turns the tables on him. And what she does is she, instead of her saying, no, 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 I don't want to do this. She starts saying, okay, let's do this. Come on, hurry up. Let's do it. And then all of a sudden he can't, he can't, he can't get erect. And she says, see, I know what his wants are. He wants power. I took his power away and now he can't fuck me. And, and you know, you know, and things like that. She starts to learn, and it's, like I said, it's fucking brutal, man, but her character becomes stronger and stronger throughout the film so that she can deal with this world that she's in. And, uh, you know, sure, all the characters she interacts with, there's a there's like a, there's a, um, a distancing between them. There's like a, a disconnect, that's the word, um, between everybody. And I, I think it's because of where they live. They're they're in fucking Russia under this this, this regime that's, that is so oppressive that, you know, that, you know, everyone, everyone's afraid to step out of line or, you know, anything. And so there's, there's, because of all this constant mistrust, that's why there's no one to really root for in the film because everyone's got an agenda in it. And so, um, and Lawrence is just getting a feel for everybody as she's dealing with this shit. And, uh, and, and her uncle, her uncle, you know, at first it just seems like her uncle just, he has a soft spot for her and he wants, you know, her to be okay. But then all of a sudden you can kind of tell he's got a thing for her. And uh, that's the only reason why he hasn't, you know, had her killed because, you know, she's a witness to a, a murder of a major political uh, person. So, um, you know, but he, he keeps on letting her get by with certain things, you know, and, 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 and it's just you can see that she's also starts to play him as well because she, she once she sees what he wants, she knows how to play into it. And when she's dealing with um, Joel Egerton's character, um, you know, CAA uh, guy uh, Nash, he, um, you know, also they're, 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 the, the connection between them isn't like this love story, like this this tight, oh my God, I love you, run, let's run away together love story. Instead, it's more like a, they both know that the shit that they're in and how serious everything is. And, you know, he's going to try to help her. She's going to try to accept his help. But, you know, there's things that she's going to have to do no matter what. And, you know, if he ends up getting in the way, he's going to end up getting in the way and vice versa. So it's it's all <laughs> fucked up. And that, so I got the tension of all of it. I, I you know the movie delivered it to me. I, I just I guess it just didn't deliver it for everybody else. Um, but the violence in this movie is extremely brutal. The the guy who's the torturer, um, they cut that out of the the synopsis here. But he has a tool that's like a cheese grater, and it takes layers of skin off because when he tortures people, he likes to take off sections of skin, and he can set it to how thick he wants the the layers to be taken off. And so there's there's that torture scene when Nash is being being you know tortured. First he's being choked with a piano wire, and you think that he's going to get killed, and he doesn't. Instead, she, he starts torturing him with the uh, with the with the peeler, and then he makes Jennifer Lawrence do it, and she fucking does a section on him, you know, to show that she's still loyal to Russia, right? Right. And then all of a sudden she flips it on the dude, and she starts fucking stabbing at him to get into a fight, and then she she eventually wins the fight. But dude, it I mean that skin peeling scene is fucking brutal man it is gross it is and you're just like god damn how much can a man take i mean because it's it yeah it reminded me of um kind of like remember how um uh 
that actor from The Wire looked on um, as as Jigsaw in uh, the Punisher uh-huh. Warzone movie, like like that. You know, with the big huge chunks of skin gone, and uh, and yeah, dude, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sexism in this movie, a lot of um, one sided. You know misogyny, but that's the point. That the the point of this movie is to show the way that things are, or the way that at least we as a um, you know because the guy who wrote this story, he he worked in the CIA, okay, so he has a better knowledge about this shit than we do. Yeah, I was reading some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if this guy um, Jason Matthews, um, you know, he writes about this shit, then I I you know I tend to take a little more validity with that than I would if say someone you know a regular author wrote it. You know what I mean? You know, the guy who just did some research and then you still, it might be based on speculation. But if a guy like this does it, then, hey, maybe it is fucking true. (coughs) That's what I'm trying to get at with it. But Yeah, this is my favorite here is a Russian journalist, film critic and radio presenter. The movie is full of cliches and stereotypes. And only one thing that remains for Russian audience is to laugh at the fantasies of screenwriters. Simultaneous predictability and stiffness of intrigue make a spectacle exceptionally dull. And and I bet that this can be dull for some people because it's like I said it's a slow build for a lot of scenes. But I I I took it in as it as you know as you're going on this journey with the Lawrence's character and and just having to experience just all the the fucking horrors of what she had to go through. Yeah. Just so that she could stay with her mom and her mom could get health care and all that shit. You know. Yeah. Here's another one um, from the Daily Telegraph. So <clears throat> historical accuracy. Because, you know, this movie is written by a CIA, <coughs> a CIA, a former CIA guy. Yeah. Um, Jason Matthews. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he wrote the book. So. Yeah, and he wrote three of them, too. So there's two other stories. The movie made a bunch of money. So if they want to make sequels, they can. Why doesn't it have his name in there? So we'll just do that. Maybe he only wrote um, just the, I, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why there's not a link to off of his name. Anyways, um, this is what it says. The espionage historian Nigel West, whose historical dictionary of sexpionage was originally written as the handbook for the intelligence community, um, questions the existence of such training schools and is skeptical of the authenticity of descriptions of the Sparrow's training in Jason Matthews' novels. Most Sparrows were not full-time KGB employees, but prostitutes or actresses who had no need of erotic instruction. The idea there was a stable of women whose job was to seduce men for the KGB. It's a lovely idea, but it just ain't true. Oh, okay. Um, But so uh, Jason Matthews, who's a former CIA operative, wouldn't know anything about that. No. Not at all. And it's a fucking movie, dude. Okay? It's not based on true events. It's a movie that has, you know reality based things in it like you know like in the book Putin's in there <laughs> but they didn't want to put Putin in the movie they weren't putting him in there yeah okay all right i, I thought you were going to say something about about no. the uh, the espionage so yeah um i i actually really did like this movie and i i do want to see it again i don't know if it's a movie i want to own yet but um i uh i i found myself rewinding a couple scenes here and there like holy shit did that really happen or you know, I needed to take the information in again. Uh, Jeremy Irons is the one who plays the, uh, you know, the mole, and his character is very, uh, also very interesting. And and the twist at the end, which we already gave away, but um, the twist at the end where she flips it onto her uncle instead of him, instead of onto the mole, Jeremy Irons' character. Uh-huh. Um, that was um, I didn't I I I, I kind of saw that coming, but then at the same time I didn't because it was like I mean because Irons' character was like. Dead, uh, he was hell bent on taking the fall as the mole, you know, and he then she still found a way to save him 
and just you know get her uncle um you know killed instead because you know I mean the guy's a piece of shit so right. um but yeah I I recommend this movie um I don't recommend it for everybody but if you like a slow build movie you like Jennifer Lawrence her um her accent never comes into question her acting never comes into question um when she's suffering in this movie I almost feel like I'm, I was suffering with her you know she did a really good job in this movie so um I recommend it so either check it out or you know let us know of course you know uh, what you think about the film so all right and then uh, I got some uh, got some trivia yeah all right so based on a 2013 novel the same name by a retired operative <laughs> CIA operative Jason Matthews before the novel was even finished Matthews sold the film rights for a seven figure sum the novel is the first book in a trilogy with the others being Palace of Treason and The Kremlin's Candidate uh, number nine or, I did it again god damn it to prepare for the role, Jennifer Lawrence did ballet and practiced a Russian accent for four months, spending three hours a day working with the Hollywood ballet instructor Kurt Froman. She said, "Abe Froman? No, <laughs> maybe he's a relative." Uh, she said it was difficult because she had never wanted to dance ballet. Director Francis Lawrence shared his feelings on the comparisons between Red Sparrow and Black Widow from the Marvel, Marvel comic books played in the MCU by Scarlett Johansson. There's people who think it's very similar to the Black Widow story. This is not pulled from Black Widow. This is pulled from um, this is pulled from Red Sparrow. You know, it's written by a guy who was in the CIA. It's like he references his references are coming from a very very different place from that. But there'll always be that. People like to put things in boxes, and I think it's a really unique film. This is a thriller. It's not action. Again, it's not gadgetry. It's a hard R. There's violence. It's a bit perverse. It's suspenseful. A lot of intrigue. It's a different kind of spy film. Russian President Vladimir Putin is a key figure in the book on which the movie is based. However, Fox decided to cut him out of the film adaptation. When Fox exec Emma Watts um, optioned the book in 2013, she shifted the story from modern-day Russia to 1970s Budapest, nominally to give it a more timeless feel. And though Putin has a key role in the book, he, he was dropped. Then after Francis Lawrence came aboard as director, Watts shifted the story back to the present day. Despite the explosion of interest in the Kremlin following the U.S. election in 2016, Putin's character was not restored. Insiders described the moves as creative choices, but by avoiding Putin, Fox also is steering clear of any Russian hackers who might protest. The plot is similar to the, to the TV movie Secret Weapons in 1985, which, um, made, which was made during the Cold War era. Linda Hamilton played the Dominica Ergova character, and Sally Kellerman played the Matron character. Several scenes at the school are very similar. Uh, General Korchnoi's name is a subtle Easter egg that his character is the mole. He shares the name. La he shares the same last name as Victor Korchnoi, who was the most famous chess master that defected from the Soviet Union, and his challenges to the Soviet chess establishment are, are shown in Closing Gambit, 1978, Korchnoi versus Kor Karpov and the Kremlin from 2018 film. All right. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's real-life best friend, Laura Simpson Ternoski, has a cameo in the film as the woman who sat at the hotel bar with Dominica in Moscow. Yeah, she gave her a dirty fucking look. And I remember she was a, an attractive woman, but I'd never seen her in anything before. So I, so when I read this, I was like, oh, that's that bitch that fucking sneered at her. <laughs> All right. Um, source novelist Jason Matthews may not have encountered a real-life Dominica in his work with the CIA, but Honeypot School was indeed part of Soviet intelligence training. In the Soviet Union, they had a school that taught young women the art of entrapment, the art of seduction for blackmailing intelligence targets, Matthews explained. They had a sparrow school in the city of Kazan. 
on the banks of the Volga River where young women were taught how to be courtesans. They were called sparrows. This is Francis Lawrence's fourth collaboration with Jennifer Lawrence. They had previously worked together on the Hunger Games franchise. Um, those three I already mentioned, you know. All right, and then uh, lastly, on doing her first ever full nude scene after the infamous fappening incident, Jennifer Lawrence told Variety, the insecurity and fear of being judged for getting nude, what I went through, should that dictate decisions I make for the rest of my life? This movie changed that, and I didn't even realize how important changing that mentality was until it was done. So it was pretty much she, uh, she decided to do the nude scene for the film um, as, a, as a way of uh, self-empowerment. So, she, yeah, she does a full full nude scene in that scene where um, she's in front of the entire class at the Sparrow School, and the guy's told to rape her in front of everybody. So, yeah, I was like, oh, she, fuck, I guess she's not using the body double this time. So, all right, uh, that's all I got for Red Sparrow, man. Um, yeah, if it ever shows up on TV or something, man, I suggest you watch it. Excellent. Chiggity check it out, yo. Chiggity check it out. All right. So, that's all we got for this one, yo. <laughs> and that is the sparrow that is uh, red. Yes. Yeah. Da. 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 Okay. More, more, more stereotypical. Uh, you know, Russian uh, beatnik. Sure. Uh, BS. You know. Okay. So, me, you. Good night.